Welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast, a recap of the week in Atlanta sports, created by Atlanta sports fans for Atlanta sports fans. Welcome to episode 17 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. We seem to be inching closer to a return to normalcy and, and a return to sports. Leagues are beginning to discuss uh, their plans to reopen. And on this episode, we'll dive into some of that talk of, of the reopening schedule for, for sporting sporting events here in the United States, as well as maybe some sporting events from what, what is in the background? <laughs> Garrett. As well as some sporting events, maybe from uh, from another country as well. Uh, we'll also talk about Tack McKinley and uh, and his news, as well as what fans are expecting as we uh, look to return to sports. I know Garrett's excited to talk about Freddie Freeman's contract. He is our our Braves man on the ground. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into to Tack McKinley, Jeremy, and and the Falcons denying that uh, fifth year option. Do you have any uh, any thoughts as they as they announced that news? I mean, I think that's probably, in re, you know, after we did that for Vic Beasley last year, there was no way we were going to do it for Tack McKinley. I mean, it's, you know, o- overrated rusher who, you know, although at least with Tack, it seems like he tries, which I'll give that to him. I mean, Vic, Vic half the Are time. Are you insinuating like Vic does not try? No, he does not try. He's terrible. Yeah, so over three years here, Vic, uh, Vic, uh, Tack, Put up uh, 16 and a half sacks. He's obviously got a fourth year he'll play out this year, but 16 and a half sacks over his three years. He had six in his first year, seven in his second year, and then three and a half sacks last year, Garrett. So are you happy with, with Tack being sort of no longer around after this fourth year, unless maybe he has a fantastic year and we keep him? Thrilled about it. <laughs> Garrett, that's great commentary. Great commentary. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sort of with y'all when it when it happened that they said they were getting rid of Tack, I was sort of like no surprise. You know, he he's constantly, in my opinion, hurt. It seems like every time we've talked about this before on the show, he takes off after somebody to the edge and dives at their feet, stretches his arms out as he hits the ground, and then he rolls over every time holding his shoulder because his shoulders hurt. So Partly the production isn't there, and then partly, in my opinion, he just doesn't stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, the fifth year option really is just you know we can't guarantee him that year at this point. So if he does have a good year, maybe we could look to get him under contract long term because I mean it's not like we have any other young options at defensive end, but at least we're not I tied ex- to him. I am expecting him to have a good year since we brought in all this veteran talent to really help him. Yeah. Who's the, who's the recent guy we just picked up? Charles Harris. Another great, solid uh, defensive end for Tack to learn from. <laughs> he's the same draft as Tack. He's not. He's not. A, he's oh, not a oh, is he? I thought he was a veteran guy we're bringing in to help. Why else would we bring in a guy with three and a half career sacks? <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely not a veteran. He too can't stay healthy, so he's a lot like Tack. Yeah, Charles but Harris tri- trivia for you. I, I'm pulling a Daniel. Charles Harris trivia. Oh no! Who did Charles Harris replace? As all right, Missouri's just churning out under underachieving NFL DNs. 
Charles Harris, as a freshman in 2014, replaced what other underachieving NFL D end? You correct, Daniel. Uh, Michael Sam. Oh, nice. Nice. Did Michael Sam play? Uh, does that count? Did he, he actually he had, play he in had an one actual game? Year. Yeah, he had one good year, I thought. Mm, but I, I think he think just he played did. the preseason. Garrett, research man while we're talking. Did Michael Sam ever play in an actual NFL game, not just a preseason game? So we'll come back to you, Garrett. I have faith in you. You're going to be able to find You don't him. have to come back to me. I'm already here. Oh, oh Garrett, well, go he, for uh, it. He had a good he preseason. By the, he's, yeah, he's drafted by the Rams, seventh rounder. And he had a good preseason. I believe he was then cut. He was on the Cowboys practice squad for about three weeks, and then he got cut. And then he played in Canada for a little bit and then That's promptly it. retired about 10 months later. Nice. So I'm right. He did a play a game in the NFL. Jeremy, he had one good year. He did have a good preseason. He should have been. There's a reason he didn't play, but we're not going <laughs> to. Dive into the details of that for us, Jeremy. Why exactly did Michael Sam not play? I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole, but. <laughs> Another fun fun trivia fact. His jersey ranked sixth in sales from April 1st to July 17th of the 2014 year of draft. Do you have one of those jerseys, Jeremy? No. He's, I have a Vic Beasley jersey, a Michael Vick jersey, and an Algie Crumpet jersey. So those are the only three I own. So I've stopped buying jerseys because they're poisonous to whoever I buy them for. Yeah, you and I both, we have bad luck with jerseys. Every player I've had a jersey of has either gotten hurt or or uh, quickly released from whatever team. So I'm with you. I had uh, Stacy Ogman back in the day. That's before Garrett's time. I had Christian Leitner, and I had Michael Vick. Yeah. So, yeah, I bought the Michael Vick jersey the year before he got hurt, and then the year after he was a dogfighting thing. So I don't buy jerseys anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. Were you and I both at the the leg break game? Yes, we were there. That was it was yeah, the awesome. preseason game. Yeah, that was awful. All right, what so a great trip to, down memory lane. Yes, you weren't there, Garrett. You you really weren't quite our friend yet, but you are now, Garrett. You've moved on up. So back to to Tack McKinley. He he sort of not sort of he's underperformed since he's been here. He's often injured. I don't, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody if there's Falcons fans freaking out about Tack not coming back. It's just. Uh, they're not paying attention. It's just fandom craziness. So Tack uh, most likely isn't going to be here after next year. No surprise. Uh, just an underperforming dude. Hopefully, you know, the the Falcons can can look to replace him moving forward, whether it's in free agency or, or in the draft next year. So there is, though, guys, as we look at actually being able to see live sports again, other than South Korea baseball, it's going to be on ESPN. I know Garrett is super excited about that. Garrett, you have a lot of stats on the South Korean baseball league, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll let me get, come back to me. Come back to me. You caught me off guard. South Korean fireballer Something Wong leads the league with a 7.8 ERA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> We've lost Daniel for the rest of the episode. (laughs) 
Did you, did you say South Korean fireballer or something? Yeah, I mean, are you, are you you're not aware of Korean baseball? <laughs> oh Garrett, my I mean, god! What, what's oh man? And well, a, on a serious on a serious note, the commissioner Unchained Chong stated that KBO League is one of the greatest baseball leagues with world class players and many exciting initiatives. So, what can we look forward to, Garrett, with uh, with South Korea's baseball on ESPN? Other than something wrong that Jeremy's excited. <laughs> I can't even. Well, I wish I was making up these teams, but the NC Dinos are playing the Samsung Lions. Will be one of the first games to uh, to air. I'm excited just for baseball. I don't care who's playing. On a serious note, they probably will. I mean, this, for the guys playing in South Korea, this is a huge opportunity, and it probably will equal, you know, a few of them getting some some national attention to maybe get a chance here to play in the major leagues. So for them, it's a huge deal. I hope this name thing catches on though. I'm telling you the Samsung lions. What about the, uh, the Chick-fil-A Braves or the, I like the the, Home Depot hammers, the Apple giants. I think this should catch on here. It's got a chance. It's got a chance. The return to sports is, uh, is in the future. It is It is around the corner. It is going to happen, right? We're, we seem to be moving towards that quicker and quicker. Some of the, the the pro teams here in the U.S. are beginning to push out some some ideas, some plans, and you're starting to hear about them some in the media now. The, probably the biggest one that seems to be inching uh, closer and closer is the NBA, and they're planning to possibly return this summer and then sort of just jumping probably some exhibition games and then jumping right into the playoffs talking about housing players at one of the Disney resorts of not opening that to the public, but keeping it closed. And one of the Disney resorts there in Orlando housing the teams. And then games would be played over at the uh, ESPN wide world of sports complex. So is that a, is that a viable option? Do you think Garrett, or is that, is that something that is just a pipe dream? I think it's just a pipe dream, honestly. I mean, I was hearing a lot of talk about it today. I don't know all the details. I know one thing it's, you know, the players are going to have to go, like you said, to this resort for six, seven, eight weeks at a time, not be able to see their family, not be able to leave, go out of a certain perimeter. Yeah, who wants to do I, that? I just, I don't think they can get enough buy-in. No. You know how NBA players are. They, they don't want to have to settle or, or not be able to go about their lives or do what they want. I, I don't think, they think it's just a pipe dream. Yeah, I think, I mean, baseball is the first season. I think we'll We'll see, and that'll—I don't think we'll see that in a normal form. I think the first proposal they said they'd have it in home stadiums without fans. I guess it'll be eerie to watch. So yeah, there's a, the NBA is just a pipe, like not just a pipe. It's just a lost season, right? I mean, you yeah, look at I guys think, like LeBron. I mean, he only has so many so many years left, and he was what a number one seed in the West, so. Is well, that's just a lost season for him. Yeah, I mean the agents are already asking them to cancel the season, and that means the players are telling the agents to cancel the season. So, uh, I mean, you, know, you have you have some. Coach, well, I think it was Steve Kerr came out, which obviously the Warriors are last place in the West this year, but he said they're they've basically gone into like off season mode, like they're they've flipped the switch to basically their season's over. They're not preparing for anything, so I'm sure that he's. 
he may be the only one publicly saying that, but I'm sure there's plenty of other teams or coaches or players that have that same mindset. If you're the players though, right? Like if I'm, if I'm a player in the NBA, like that was my dream as a kid. I thought I was, I was the next Michael Jordan shocker. I was not the next Michael Jordan, but as a player, don't you want, like, that's what you do. You compete. Don't you want to be back playing? Are you, I'm a little surprised to think that age players are telling agents, let's just, let's just shut it down. Uh, if I'm a player, I'm like, let's, Let's figure out a way to get this thing in. I want I want a chance at a championship. Well, I mean, who who is telling the agents that they want the season to be canceled though? I mean, that could only be come from the players. And it's probably mostly the players that, you know, are on teams like the Hawks or, you know, the Knicks who aren't gonna do anything this year anyway. So I mean what would the point be of coming back playing a week or two and then having the playoffs for, for those teams? To me, then, you have to just simply poll the people that are in the playoff contention, like figure out who are the teams that are in and then ask those players and let it be a player decision, not a league decision, and let the players say, you know, we're the people that would be in the playoffs, we're the ones that would have to go through this and play. Either a majority of them want to or a majority of don't, and a majority rule just push forward or, or don't. Yeah, I but, mean, I, I think the best option is just doing a modified short playoff system. If you take the best, the top four – from each conference. I think, man, I think that's the best shot they have to, to finish the season or have some sort of closure to the season. Yeah. Or, because, or you could do something like super creative, like do like a March madness bracket to get for the non-playoff teams or whatever, and then see, seed whoever into that eighth, seventh or eighth seed. Cause I mean, that'd be interesting, you what, especially if you're talking about it being a one game yeah. move forward or don't. Yeah. And that, I mean, I mean that, that couldn't be, be for that couldn't be for everyone, of course, because you wouldn't want to mess up the, the one and two seats. But I mean, if you look at what baseball is proposing to do in some cases, where they're moving division alignments, I mean, this year really gives you the chance to kind of do something, you know, fun and creative. And I mean, the the TV numbers you get are going to be insane because you've got all these people who are on, you know housing restrictions are, are limited where where we can go so yeah i'm uh i'm happy you mentioned the the baseball side of things and the the possible division realignment for 2020 and uh, the braves would be moved into what they're calling the central division uh which i'll be honest i want based on what i'm seeing in the possible realignment i would definitely want baseball to start back because if the braves don't win their division if this happens then there's something something uh, serious went wrong. So in the central would be the Cubs, the White Sox, the Brewers, uh, the Cardinals, the Royals, the Reds, the Indians, the Twins, the Braves, and the Tigers. So please let's have this happen. Yeah, I'll just be interested to see like what what they're playing. Like I know they said they're going to have teams play at their home stadiums, but like how's that going to look? You're not going to have any. Faint, are they going to travel? just as much i mean I, i'm surprised they didn't go forward with like the idea of playing in like two sites and having all the teams kind of play there because that would seem like it'd be more controlled than having to fly the teams across the country what's what's the latest on baseball have they put like a timeline to it or thrown any dates out there on this latest proposal yeah they're saying that they do a couple of weeks of extended spring training in june and then uh basically the first week of july that uh, that games would get get going. So you're talking July 4th baseball. 
But that's not even that's not from Major League Baseball yet. That that's from like sources that have been told from I guess different people in baseball that that's kind of what the plan is. So I yeah, mean, that's it, just coming from Forbes. Yeah, if they're gonna do that, they'd have to do it pretty soon, honestly. Because I mean, June will be here in a couple of weeks. So. Right. Yeah. Just logistically, it would take weeks to you said yeah. figure that out. Yeah. Alter the travel. Yeah. Alter. You know, just employee plans and get the stadiums ready. Even if you're not, you know, even if you don't have fans, they're, they're still getting stadiums ready or getting fields ready. I don't know. I mean, I hope baseball, basketball, I hope something comes back soon, obviously. And I think ESPN had a poll, a fan poll that was saying that the overwhelming majority of people wanted sports to come back, even if that meant no fans in the stadiums. Just yeah, that's for, the most – just for that's, something that's to the go least on. shocking results ever. Yeah. It's like, I could have done this poll for you weeks ago. Yeah. And that's why the NFL draft just smashed the records, the viewership records. I think it was 55 million people total tuned in for the draft. I got to be honest. I watched all three days in full. <laughs> what, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Hang out with my family. <laughs> <laughs> like you your wife listens to the podcast. You're going to hear about that one later. Uh, I'm just kidding. They were watching <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah, it's a family I, uh, affair. I don't know what they're going to do. At, at some point, we're not going to debate the coronavirus and whether we need to be quarantining or not quarantine, quarantining or, or how to solve it. Like We're a bunch of dudes that work regular jobs that love sports and, and want it to return. But at some point, do they just have to say, you know, we got to get going at some point here? Sort of like you've heard our president talk about, you know, we've got to get the economy going at some point. Is that part of the economy? We've just got to bite yeah. the bullet and say we're jumping back in uh, because reality yeah, is unless I mean, there's a, a cure or a, a a shot for this, there's there's no real solution, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I read something on ESPN today that said we lost like $12 billion worth of revenue due to sports, you know, being stopped for two months or whatever. And I mean that's not that's revenue that's never coming back. I mean, you can start tomorrow and you know you still don't recover that, which is crazy to think about. I mean, they canceled the NCAA tournament, they canceled you know first two months of baseball basically, yeah. and all the. NBA. And I'm not advocating obviously money over health, right? Like, not advocating that at all. But at some point, these people that own these teams, these people that that uh, have the bukus of money are only going to hemorrhage it for so long before they're going to start pushing to say, hey, we've got to bring this stuff back too. So it's definitely sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, I think to your point, a decision has to be made sooner to either figure something out to do a shortened season for any sport or or for, for, I guess, basketball and baseball. Football says it's going to start on time. Or I think another month of, of no news or no playing, you almost just have to scrap the season. Because look at the NBA. I mean, what do you? They start back up in October. So if you push this, the end of this season far enough, then you're going to ne- mess up next year's season. So it's going to be, you know, a really 12 month cycle. I know they've talked about college football. Like, well, if we can do college football next spring and have basically two seasons in a 12 month period, like that's impossible. You can't do that. You either have to plan something now, do it short. Or just hang it up till next season. 
Well, hopefully we see it soon. It, like I said, it seems to be that it's trending in the direction that we're going to get sports again soon. And hopefully, hopefully we do. And hopefully everybody's able to stay safe uh, during that process. But uh, before we move on, I, I, I guess uh, pumping the brakes and transitioning to another, another topic, the, uh, the power rankings for the NFL came out after, after the draft. So I'm a sucker for a good power ranking. I can't help myself. So where do you think the Falcons fall? And if you've already looked, don't answer. Where do you think the Falcons fall on the power rankings for the NFL? This is from ESPN, by the way. 20. I was going to go 23. 20, 23. Well, look at us. We're 18. Wow. Not bad. Usually, 18. Usually we have to earn that kind of respect, don't we? <laughs> did, it, did it say something about A.J. Terrell turning around the defense? It definitely does not. It has a lot of talk about Todd Gurley and having faith in Todd Gurley's left knee. Oh, well, that's garbage. Lord help us. And faith in Brian Hill, Edo Smith, and Quadre Allison, which I'll be honest, I am a Quadre Allison fan. I don't think he got enough opportunities last year. Well, Hill's a decent back, too. I mean, that's... Are all of them going to be on the active roster, though? That's true. Honestly, let's be honest. I mean, poor Edo Smith. Like, dude's a competitor. But it's a strong chance Edo Smith isn't going to make the whole year anyway. So you're really you're talking about Todd Gurley, Brian Hill, and Quadra Allison because Edo Smith's going to get hurt. Yeah. That's why it would have been smart to draft a running back. Yeah, you'd think you might have done that. But like, I'll give him not even drafting a running back. I'll, I'll pump the brakes there and say, I want to see Quadra Allison in an actual opportunity before I make a determination on the on the running backs. We still need Basically, the dude had sure. like four yards rushing last year and, and four touchdowns. Like something silly like that. So, but in front of us, like this is what gives me hope about the Falcons is because the reality is we do have a very good offense. We have a very bad offensive coordinator, but we have a very good offense. And you look at teams that are in front of us and none of them until you get to the top really scare me. Like the Rams, like I don't trust Jared Goff, like no, no faith in him. The Texans, I mean, their defense used to. You don't have two teams in your division that scare you? Well, we'll get there. The Texans don't scare me. The Patriots don't scare me. The Steelers in front of us, like wait, the Patriots are in front Steelers. of us. Yes, the Patriots are in front of us. Uh, that's ridiculous. Jared Stidham leading the way. Um, you have the Colts up there, like Philip Rivers. Please, I mean, dude's going to throw an interception to end the game, and we'll win anyways. You've got the Eagles in front of us, which I'll, Eagles are good as long as Carson Wentz is healthy. The Eagles are good. The Bills are in front of us. I mean, you live up there in New York, Jeremy. I mean, it's the freaking Bills. Nobody's worried about the Bills. The Cowboys, they'll wet the bed. The Vikings, defense, but no offense. Like, I keep going. You see the Titans up there. Like, all these teams are in front of us. I go, I, we can beat these teams. I will give Tampa Bay, they, like, they were good last year, except for Jameis Winston holding them back. Tom Brady on that team, that does scare me. Gronk on that team, that does scare me. Ooh. A pack. Packers and Seahawks, then you get to the Saints. And to be honest with you, I know this is maybe just me hating on the Saints because it's easy to hate on the Saints. But I don't think Drew Brees has another good year left in him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. Would you say Phillip Rivers is better than Jacoby Brissett? Yes, yes because I'd say Phillip Rivers is better than Jacoby Brissett. Because we couldn't beat him last year on the Colts. We couldn't beat anybody I, last year when it mattered, he, though, to he, be fair. He was 28 for 37 with 310 yards. So, <laughs> I know. I don't I know. 
Pull up the Mariota numbers from last year. You know. Oh, gosh. But then we made adjustments defensively, and we were better in the second half. So with Raheem yeah, Morris no, calling Quinn the shots on deep, maybe we put it back together. But the teams in front of us, I'm not worried about. Maybe I'm just overly optimistic. Am I overly optimistic? I mean, it all depends on our offense. I mean, our offense can't be as bad as it was at points last year. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, we lost to the Bucks with Jameis Winston. So, with Tom Brady and Gronk, why would we beat them yeah. now? <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, what? I don't know. I've got I've got a good feeling. If we can play the season, I've got a good feeling that we uh, that we can do something special. Have you seen our schedule? Should we go It'll through the schedule? schedule. All It'll right, let's go down. The, let's go down the list. Can I do Carolina, a winner loss Car- and then we come back and look at it? Yeah, sure. Let me get a, <laughs> let me get a pen. Carolina at home. Win. Hang on, Carolina at home. You said, "Yeah, that's a win." Yes, that's a win. Yes, Saints at home. That's that. We're at home. I'm going with a win. I'll go. I'll go win there. Uh, Tampa at home. We go with L. Bears at home. That's a win. Going with, yeah, going with the win. Trubisky is awful. Lions at home. A dub. Yeah, I'm really confident. I'm fifty. Denver at home. <laughs> Who? Denver. Denver? Oh, that's Probably a win. Dub. What'd you go with, Jeremy? Yeah, that's a win. Raiders at dude, home. Dude, that's we're a win. starting off. We're starting <laughs> we're, off five right, and one, is, according to Jeremy. No, this isn't the order. This is just home and away. Oh, dang. Because they, they haven't released the full schedule. But I was wondering home. why we had so many home games you, stacked yeah, up. Yeah, you, you know home and away. Okay, so Raiders at home. That's a win. Yes. And then Seahawks at home. Ooh, that's a loss. That's a win. Did you say a win? Yeah, we're we're taking we're taking the vision this year. So, <laughs> so we're six uh, and two at home. I like this. Six and two at home. That's not going to happen. Jeremy has a seven and one at home. Uh, <laughs> All I, right. You no, know, I had one of. A, I think I'm second two as well. I, I just I think we'll lose to the Lions at home for some reason because. Yeah, oh, that make that makes sense. You're not going to beat the Bears, the Lions. That is something Bronco, we do. We beat all the some, good teams that lose. lose to the bad teams. Okay. We do. All right. The division. Panthers on the road. Dubs. That's a win. <laughs> all right. Saint, Saints on the road. That's a loss. loss. That's a loss. Bucks on the road. Loss. All right. Vikings on the road. Ooh. That's oh, probably that's a loss. Tough one. Going dub. No, it's a loss. With conviction. At the Chargers. That's a win. Yes. At Kansas City. That's a loss. loss. At Green Bay. We own Aaron Rodgers. I said it. Win. Oof. That's tough. (laughs) What did you say, Jimmy? I don't know. I probably get lost there. And then at Dallas. That's a win. That's a win. They're very confident in this nine and seven. <laughs> uh, I think that's seven and nine at best. I've got us going eleven and five, so yeah, that's not even close. So jackpot. I think eleven ten and, and five. Is, ten and six is best case scenario. Uh, I think we're hanging right around five hundred. DQ TD are out the door, followed by uh, Todd Gurley, that Harris guy, Hack McKinley, that Harris guy. <laughs> 
It's a real educated podcast statement, that Harris guy. Well, to be honest, should he know his name? He has three sacks. I mean, <laughs> no, that's fair. Well, that is fair. All right, we need Michael to keep Tam's this up. name either, but I mean, the, the 11 and 5 prediction for me Jeremy has us at 10 and 6, and Garrett, you're saying we're what? 8 and 8? We're hovering, we're hovering around 500, yeah. I'll go. Right. At least, yeah. at least we don't lose one of our home games to London anymore. Like canceled the London games. So. That's true. Yeah. I hope. That does sort of stink for your brother, though, Jeremy, who's now in London. Shout out to Aaron, who's listening. You better be listening, Aaron. So we need to, like I said, we need to come back and revisit that. Hopefully, we have a full season to look at and see uh, see how we end up go- end up doing. But so we've got us eleven and five, ten and six, and Garrett's eight and eight. Hoping that you just hope that everybody gets fired because if Jeremy and I are right, DQ and Thomas are staying. Yeah, let's let's break it down. What would you rather happen? Do you really want him to go eleven and five, or do you want a eight and eight and DQ's gone? I wouldn't. I have no problems with DQ. Well, uh, you should. I, I have a problem with the OC, but not yeah, the DQ. but not DQ. But we we've had this conversation on earlier podcasts. DQ can't hire good coaches. Correct. Outside of Shanny, which was just a dumb luck thing that they knew each other and had a deal in place, his coaching hires are terrible. Martin like wonders suck. how much he's been in charge of hiring the OC. Like, why would he bring back Dirk Cutter? Is that something where Rich McKay and Arthur and, and Thomas pulled the strings there? Like, oh, well, what would you say about Sark? That well, I think Sark was was, was DQ, and, and I could see that being a DQ thing, and then them not liking the, the result and saying, "Well, we're hiring this one." Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, we, if you look at the stats for Sark after, I mean, obviously he wasn't Shaney, like that's hard to live up to. But he was pr- actually pretty darn close if you go back and look at the stats that Sark put up. So, got to give him a little credit. He wasn't as bad as maybe we thought. Would you rather have Sark or Dirk? Oh, I'd rather have Sark than Dirk. Dirk's See? awful. So maybe it's not as not as bad as you thought it was. Well, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, <laughs> not not as bad as Dirk Cutter is not a compliment. Do you want to suck or suck a little less? Do you want to watch fifty screen passes or do you want to watch twenty five runs up the middle? Yeah, that's where Sark didn't have it was the running game, but neither does Dirk. So we uh, we're stuck either way. But honestly, yes, I want 11 and 5. I want us winning. I want us in the playoffs. I want exciting football. I don't want to see us out of it, you know, seven games in. But this year, if we go, if we start the season like one and six, can you get on board with me to not go on a meaningless win streak at the end of the year? Yes, I will be on board with you 100%. I'll also be driving the fire DQ and Thomas Dimitrov train. So I'll be 100% on board, but I think they're going to turn it around. I've got faith in DQ. Well, I hope so, because the last two seasons have been awful. I want us to be better. This year, he's just going to be super jacked about the season and real fired up. And he'll have a good slogan. We're going to win some games. Do we st- like The most puzzling part of last year is he, he hired the coach to be like the game day manager. And we saw no improvement out of that. Like, What was, what was the point of that? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, the person was supposed to be like a clock manager, timeout guy. Yeah, it seems like we were worse. It's like it's yes, I agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the deal was with that. That was not a, that was a failed experiment. I don't think that coaches needed it at all. 
All right, so let's wrap up with uh, Freddie Freeman. Garrett, baseball is your thing, so I'm hoping you're uh, you're ready with some Freddie Freeman talk because his contract apparently ends in 2021, and this season could very well be a lost season. So what are we doing with Freddie, who's about to turn 31 years old? It seems like it's not possible, but Freddie's coming up on 31 in the in an end of a contract. You re-sign him to a big deal, or what do you do? Well, we talked this pre-show that I throw out the topics and do little to no research. So I don't know why you're putting me on the spot here. But uh, (laughs) on the topic of Freddie Freeman, uh, my little research points to you re-sign him. (laughs) Correct. Um, Now, I see see Freddie. What you got, Jeremy? What you got? Oh, I mean, I think one of the craziest parts of the – the deal that the owners and the players made for like how they're getting paid and handling this year is how they said that this year will count as like a service year. Like if players are going to be free agents, they're still going to be free agents whether whether or not they play a season or not, which is kind of a big concession for owners to give because you're losing a year of service from these players. And, you know, you know how normally with service time, they're so strict because like even when they come for the minors, they want to make sure they come up after a certain point to ser- save service here. So that was kind of a huge concession by right. the owners, I thought. Right, yeah, because you, like you, you lose it on a guy like Freddie. But I guess I see it from the owner's perspective, too, of a guy like, say, Ozuna. We got him. It's like if you, you sound a veteran player to a one-year, two-year deal, are you like, do you want to be locked into two years still or even a year? When you're like, well, this guy's a year older. I really don't want him on the team anymore. So the owners, a way for them to not be locked in on those deals, I guess I can see that side of it from them. Well, um, and, and for the players to like, unless they've changed, it, I don't believe they have. They have like a a tiered system where they're paying the players. It's not like they're getting their normal salaries. I don't believe. So it's, right, that's kind of weird as well. So like, Azuna's not going to be getting that whatever $17 million he signed for, or whatever he'll get, be getting whatever he's tiered for. Pro-rated version, right. Um, but yeah, back to Freddie. I say we, we definitely resign him. And I think Freddie's a little bit like Chipper or a lot of like Chipper, where I think he'll play his entire career with the Braves. Um, and similar to Chipper, I don't think Freddie's – I mean, I don't know what his stats are. Hey, Daniel, look up Freddie's career uh, salary – a career contract total. Um, I don't think he's going to push the Braves for the absolute max he could get on the open market or with a, you know, American League team. I think he'll settle for a decent salary and want to finish his career here. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about the National League potentially next year switching to the to the DH. So I think Freddie would be that perfect spot. You know, if he needs a rest not play the field every night, go that DH role. So I think you resign him. I bet he works out a a friendly enough team deal for you, finish his career here, be that veteran leader. Yeah. What do you think? It, so Freddie finished off – well, he's he's on an eight-year contract that ends in 2021, becomes an re, unrestricted free agent in 2022. His contract was for $135 uh, million. Last few years of the deal, he's making $22 million a year. And that's really been his his main contract. Prior to that was 2013, and he had a one-year deal. 
at 560 grains. So that's really has been his big deal so far. I'll, I'll point out his dad is a CPA, and he also said if he wasn't playing baseball, he'd be a CPA. So I feel like he's pretty good with his money. He's probably not blowing through that 100 whatever million. So, but even <laughs> if he doesn't, even if he doesn't max out, you know, the final contract, he's probably going to be okay for the rest of his life. Well, and the reality is too, the Braves have the money. Yeah, right. To to give Freddie, right? Like we just signed Acuna to a ridiculously team friendly deal. Same with Ozzy, right? We've got Melanson's contract coming off. We're gonna have Cole Hamill's contract coming off. Uh we'll have Azuna's contract coming off. Like they have the money to re-sign Freddie. There's no question. Uh and and really they have the money to back up the Brinks truck to Freddie. Uh, it's just gonna be what what does he want? Because there's no question he's he's been over the past couple of years the the best first baseman in baseball. Uh, offensively so it's really going to be what freddie wants they can they can give him i'm with you they've got to bring him back there's no there's no question you don't let freddie freeman leave and and outside of the playoffs last year which i think we knew he was hurt but admitted more once the season was over how hurt he was he's pretty durable i mean he's going to go out there night after night you're not gonna have to worry about him obviously as he gets a little older you're gonna want to give him time off and i think that's their plan this season is to start doing that a little more often, but he's just a guy. I mean, why would you not bring him back? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, well, guys, hopefully uh, next week as we sit down to do this again that we're going to have some uh, some more sports to talk about with upcoming seasons because I'm hoping we're going to get some news this week, either one way or the other, uh, because we're coming down to the wire, like Garrett said, where they've got to make a decision. So hopefully next week we'll have some – some decisions made and some uh, some plans finalized of what we're going to do with this upcoming upcoming seasons for for Major League Baseball and how they're going to wrap up the NBA. You guys, you got anything else before we wrap it up for this week? No, I think that's good. I'm good. All right. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys, and we'll talk to you all next week. That is it for Episode 17 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. We hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, you can find us on Twitter at ATL Sport Podcast. That's at ATL Sport Podcast. And don't forget to check out our website, theatlantasportspodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, have a great week, Atlanta.